And uh, and we're going to go now to uh, one of our guests. You know, we are doing on the ground in the field independent media, and we love to talk to people who are doing the same thing in their communities um, in different ways. So on Friday, news broke that buses of asylum seekers have been arriving at Port Authority from Texan border towns sent by Texan Governor Greg Abbott, um, who's been basically sending migrants to quote-unquote sanctuary cities, Washington, D.C., and here in New York City, without sufficient food, water, and medical assistance, say those that are supporting those asylum seekers when they arrive. And let's just be clear, asylum seeker is just another word for refugee. Um, Since Friday, two buses carrying asylum seekers have arrived from Texas with a total of 68 passengers, but this new, these new arrivals are a part of a much larger wave of at least 4,000 migrants who've been sent from Texas in the last two months. We're going to go here to a sound clip of Governor Abbott explaining, explaining some of his perspective on Fox. Public officials across the country, they do need to realize the magnitude of the chaos created by Biden's open border policies. Listen, we're full in the state of Texas. Our communities are overrun. And I started busing people to Washington, D.C., when local officials could not handle the number of people that had come across our border. They signed a waiver of agreement when they board that bus. Maybe he could take a bus. Just like the migrants, you get the full experience, the bus, the free cell phone, the whole thing, and maybe you'd have a better perspective. So at the end, that was the Fox announcer um, joking about Adams coming down to the border and taking a bus with all the fine luxuries the migrants are enjoying. Um, so we are joined by Adra- Adriana sorry, Phillips, founder of South Bronx Mutual Aid and a member of the New York City Ice Watch Network, which does great work in neighborhoods all over the city. Um, she has been on the ground with others greeting buses as they arrive from Texas. Adriana, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go right into it. Uh, respond to those remarks and... and um, especially his claims on open border, on the fact that people are not being forced, et cetera. Sure. So our understanding is they are being forced onto these buses. Actually, this is a human trafficking condition. Um, Many of the people that have been sent elsewhere, whether it's to Washington, D.C., you know, and they may eventually arrive in New York City or directly to New York City, they were not sent here by their own volition. They were put on a bus and they were sent here. And, you know, there's often a degree of, being disoriented as anyone would if they were kidnapped and human trafficked and sent somewhere that they had no idea where they were going, right? So when we receive folks as they're arriving in the city, it's clear they've not had adequate medical care. It's clear they've not had adequate food. They may have had one meal across several days. There are people that arrive already that have, you know, need for immediate medical care, and they are not arriving with the luxuries that particular uh, comments or, or the governor seems to think they are experiencing, um, you know, and in many cases, what's alarming is that there's not necessarily a plan in place yet on what to do. We're intercepting people as they're stepping off the of buses, um, along with other folks like us that are on the ground, that as soon as we're alerted to buses arriving at all different hours, um, we're sprinting into action like others are to receive people and try to make sure that they know where they are, that they're safe, that they, you know, first of all, if there are any pressing needs with um, food or medical care, that those immediate pressing needs are handled. And then from there, trying to make sure that we can get them to a respite space 
where they can rest, eat, you know, use a restroom. And then eventually, you know, there are some folks that they did not want to be in New York City at all. So trying to connect them back to where it is that they're hoping to go, see if there's any family to connect them to somewhere or friends or support networks. And then if not helping them get assistance, because we're not going to leave them stranded once they're here, if they, if, you know, they have no other options. Right. And can you elaborate on this a little further? I mean, uh, coming to Port Authority can be overwhelming, uh, even if you, uh, in, that's your intended destination to just be dropped there after a three-day bus ride, not even knowing where you are. Uh, Absolutely. Just, and I, it's not just Port Authority. I just want to clarify, you okay. know, it's people are being dropped by buses at several different locations. Um, you know, we have the impression that they may be arriving in New York under additional means beyond what I just described. Um, being sent here forcibly, and it's not just from Texas. They're being sent here from other places at the border, too, from other states as well. So, you know, we have the impression and understanding that people are being sent here by several states um, that border Mexico. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're they're arriving all over, like I said, at different hours. And thanks to mutual aid networks and, you know, immigrant rights groups, thankfully, we're being alerted to things that are happening um, that way, as much as possible, you know, groups like ours are, are on the ground at all hours trying to intercept and, and support people, um, certainly until there is a better plan in place, right, that should be happening uh, to, to offer relief for people, as you mentioned, who are refugees who have been trafficked here. Right. And, and tell us a little bit about who these asylum seekers are, basically, where are they coming from, Um and briefly, how they how they get to the border in the first place. Sure. I mean, there are a lot of different circumstances for people. Um, we've seen a lot of people that are arriving from South American countries. And they've, you know, come through several countries, like over time, you know, through South America. They're fleeing violence. They're, you know, they're fleeing political persecution. And they're, you know, they're making their way here across several countries until they arrive um, at the Texas border. So, you know, something I want to clarify that seems to be a misconception in the news. These are people that were released into the United States. So, you know, there's a credible reason that it was believed that they could be released to their own recognizance, right, to pursue an asylum case. Um, you know, they have immigration paperwork that reflects that. So, you know, the concern is they definitely need to be somewhere for a, a check-in in, in immigration hearings. And the reason why I mentioned trafficking is because they did not desire to come to New York and the bulk of their immigration hearings are not in New York. So they were bused from a border location to New York, but they may have an immigration hearing in a state on the other side of the country. So this seems to be part of a, a wider tactic, right, to to cause havoc or to, you know, force people into situations that would cross them on the wrong side of you know, of what their, of what their immigration, uh, papers dictate, um, because they did not intend to be here, you know, and as soon as people are coming off the bus, many of them telling us, we've got to go here, you know, that this is where I have a hearing. Did you, did you ask to go there? Do you have support there? No, you don't. Oh boy. Right. So this is also, um, you know, this is a crisis because there's also a legal aspect to this, right. That we, we are jumping into action to try to connect people, um, to be able to have legal support because this is, you know, <laughs> this is inhumane on many different levels. Seems to be human rights violations on many different levels, but we're doing everything we can to ensure that people have 
direct support because like we said, we're, we're not seeing a, a coordinated, uh, systemic response to receive them that's, uh, ready to be provided as yet. Right. And, and you touched on it a little bit and, and we could use the whole show to talk about this, but the, um, immigrants are often sort of juggled around, right? As these political pawns that happened with New Jersey, um, with the politicians in New Jersey flipping, flopping on whether or not they wanted to have detention centers in their stay. And people are literally being moved around, sometimes dying as a result of this. Um, but that's, yeah, the immigration system in the U.S. is, is made to not work. And I encourage everyone listening to read up on that, um, if you don't already know. But uh, uh, talk a little bit about uh, what your sort of reception tactics, greeting tactics, welcoming tactics have been on the ground as a sort of um, maybe like anti-establishment, people-oriented group, right? Bronx Mutual Aid, pretty rad. That compared to the city and sort of the liberal NGO complex. Um, what has Adams done or not done? We know he was there hugging the migrants as they arrived on Saturday. I think you yeah, may I mean, have- his team forced their way into a photo op and shoved some of the volunteers out of the way so they could take that picture. Um, I'm not sure what other solutions that provided, to be honest, nor do I find that to be appropriate. Um because it wasn't like his team was there with any other solutions. They showed up and they shoved volunteers out of the way so that they could take a picture next to volunteers that asked not to be photographed. Um, so there was a lot of lack of consent that happened in that particular interaction that they choose to showcase. Um, beyond that, again, you know, and, and I want to be clear, like we are expecting for city agencies to do their job, right? They're paid tax dollars. So we, we expect accountability because New York does have an obligation to offer shelter, right? If if we're going to say what the law is, like the law is that everyone can be offered shelter here, right? You have a right to shelter in New York City. And so part of our work as we greet people and receive them is also guiding them through what their rights are when they're here and helping them that if they have no other options, helping guide them into, you know, intake systems, you know, right. and I want to take a moment to... Struggles because this is, you know, significant. Yeah, we're 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 down to probably about our last thirty seconds or so here. Um, actually, about fifteen seconds. Can you just tell us where people can find more information about your group and and if they want to get involved or support what you're doing? Absolutely, they can connect with us on Instagram at South Bronx Mutual Aid or at NYC Ice Watch. And and like I said, there's so much more to talk about, Adriana. We didn't mean to cut you off there at the end. We will continue to follow this on the Indie and talk about how the struggle between the migrants arriving and the houseless New Yorkers um, is very, very connected and how we should use shelter in the human way in this city. Thank you so much for joining us, um, and thanks for the work you're doing. Thank you, Reggie Johnson, our board operator, and we're going to leave it at that.